Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? Doing fabulous. I hope and I pray. Today, I want to talk about an angle of belief. You know, we're in the season of belief. As I'm recording this, we are just days away from Christmas. And belief is everything to us in this season and just as, you know, being Christians. That's why we're called believers, you know. But today I want to talk about the importance of your body believing you. This is something that I tell my clients, my feast of fasters. It is so important if you want to achieve your highest health, your body has to be on board. It has to believe you. So to set the stage and give you some perspective um, on this, I want to ask you if you've ever had a wishy-washy friend that makes plans with you but then breaks them, like that happens, you know, quite a bit, or, you know, promises she'll help you on a project, like she'll volunteer you know, on something with you at church, or she'll help you through a shower, or whatever it is, but then backs out. Or just, you know, in general says she's going to do something, but then doesn't. Or even how about a friend that better deals you, you know, like you have plans, but then something better comes along, and so she ditches you for what she thinks will be more exciting, you know? So we've all had a friend like that, experienced something like that, and um, if you haven't already ditched that friend in your life, Um, then you've probably learned how to adjust around her or just kind of adjust for that relationship. Meaning, you know, you're savvy. You're savvy to her ways. Um, You're kind of prepared for how she is. And because of that, you're going to be a little bit more cautious, you know, in your relationship with her. You may not invite her over as much or, you know, not count on her to follow through or you might have, you know, a backup plan in case she doesn't show up. So when we think of that, you know, we kind of look at somebody like that and, you know, we're a little exasperated, agitated, and we think, you know, I would never do something like that or treat a friend that way, right? It's just so uncool. And yet, we do this to our bodies all the time. We are that friend, y'all. You know, we promise. This is going to be the diet that does it. This is the be all end all. I swear I'm going to stick to it this time. This is it. You know, where we vow that we're going to follow through on this supplement routine that is going to totally change our life, you know, and we make all of these promises basically, you know, to ourselves, to our body that we're going to do something that we're going to show up that we are going to be there 
and then we don't. You know, we become the friend who doesn't follow through. We become that wishy-washy friend. So when you think of it this way, is it any wonder that our bodies are like not ready to hop on whatever new scheme, (laughs) you know, or whatever we have going on, right? I know a lot of us um, will start new programs. You know, we really have good intentions going in, diets and things, and then your body doesn't respond quickly and you're like, oh, it doesn't work. Or, you know, you know, I'm tired of this, forget it. Um, But your body is just reacting in the same way you would to that wishy-washy friend. It is cautious. It is holding back a little, just kind of seeing what you're doing, like if you're going to really follow through. And it's going to have like a backup emergency plan, you know, in case you don't show up to help host the shower or, you know, come to the volunteer project at church or whatever. It's going to have a backup plan. So it is, um, that's just natural. It's human nature and it's actually a built-in mechanism in our body. It's a survival instinct. You know, it's a defense mechanism that protects protects us. Because for us, I mean, we need to be leery of people that we can't trust and rely on, right? Um, But for our bodies, our bodies have to be leery of unstable environments, okay? Because historically, when there was less food availability, the body had to be ready with a backup plan. You know, it either had to use fat for fuel or slow down, you know, slow the metabolism down and conserve energy. That's how God designed us. So your body has these sensors and receptors, and it is always monitoring the way, um, you know, what you have coming in and going out and, and trying to perceive the environment around you. Our bodies are so smart. God, you know, designed us to be so incredibly smart and know how to, you know, react and, and protect us. And the body's always trying to achieve this level of homeostasis, which is balance, okay? And so the body kind of reacts to its signals, you know? And so when the uh, proper amount of nutrition is not coming in, um, or there's mixed signals, right? Then um, the body has got to beware, the body has to kick in its defense mechanism. Otherwise, you know, at the first famine, mankind would have just died out. We wouldn't even be here today, okay? So our bodies are still of the same design. We are, you know, the same design that God first made man um, many, 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 many moons ago, right? Our body still reacts in the same way. We are meant to use fat for fuel, um, when it, we need to just really all the time, we're not meant to just use glucose, which is sugar for fuel. We are supposed to be what is called metabolically flexible, able to use, um, you know, carbohydrates, which turn to sugar for fuel, fat for fuel. You know, this gives our body some options depending on what's available. So we're meant to be able to do that. And, um, or we are, designed to be able to, our metabolisms to slow down on purpose so we can hold on to energy if there is not enough, um, enough fat on the body. So if you, you know, if there were, it was a famine, there was no food available and you didn't have enough fat on your body, right? 
your body is going to really try to conserve that energy. Your fat is just like, a, you know, a storage tank of energy on your body. And so the body will slow down. So it's like, ooh, you know, there's obviously no food coming in here consistently. So I better slow down and really just conserve this energy. Okay. So I think it's, you know, every time we think of like our body, our metabolism slowing down and um, we just think it's so negative and our body's betraying us. But, I, you know, another thing I tell my people is that your body, you know, is on your side always. It is always trying to work on your behalf. Okay. Um, and so you just need to remember that it's always working on your behalf. But what we do right? It would be all wishy-washy with it and send it confused signals. And it's just really not sure what to do sometimes. Okay. And here's the thing. We really don't have that threat of famine, you know, here in modern times, at least not here where we live um, in America and Western countries and, you know, wealthy countries. But we still have what our body perceives as a food crisis, okay, or, or an energy or fuel crisis. So many of us cannot access our fat to burn as energy. That's a problem because we've trained our bodies to be sugar burners only, all right, and it cannot switch over into that stored fuel, which is so important for survival. And so if your body cannot, you know, easily switch over to burn fat, that is a bit of a crisis for the body, you know, that makes your body nervous. So that is one problem. That's a fuel crisis. And another, you know, crisis that our body perceives is that, you know, we've yo-yo dieted for so long, so much that we've given our body the impression that there isn't reliable food out there for us to have. You know, think about it. If you're, if you're somebody that is just, on every new bandwagon, you know, like swinging from one diet to the other, like keto, then back to grains, and then carnivore, and to vegetarian, or or you're like all-out sugar detoxing, um, then going to all-out binging, you know, your body is like, what in the hay is going on? To your body, that's like an instability of nutrition, of fuel, Right? And the other thing, so that's all that inconsistency. Again, think of your friend who is wishy-washy, who is better dealing you, who is not showing up, who is not being, you know, having that consistency. You are like, she is cray. What is her deal? And you just, you know, you're cautious. You don't know what she's going to do. And so you hold back, right? Um, the other thing is, the other problem that the body perceives as an instability of nutrition um, is not getting enough nutrition. Nutrition and calories are not the same. So you might be getting plenty of calories, like plenty of calories, like you're eating plenty of food during the day. You're not starving your body of calories, but you're starving your body of nutrition, okay, of the essential vitamins and minerals, amino acids, fatty acids that you need for your organs to function, I mean, your body sees that as starvation. It's star starved with nutrients, okay? That's why I'm always, you know, saying like calorie counting, you know, I mean, really you need to count nutrients, not calories, because you can, like I said, be intaking plenty of 
things, plenty of calories, and not providing your body with what it needs. So that is a crisis for your body, not getting enough nutrients. And it, like, it really, it hurts my heart to think of all the people like in this world walking around in that, you know, that state of body crisis, like not having enough um, nutrients, you know, to, to fuel. And this, you know, the body perceives that as a stress. And so, you know, I'm always talking about, um, you know, we all know how stress, bad stress is for the body, or we hear that. I think a lot of you, if you haven't read up on it or, you know, are really interested enough to, you know, like read about this stuff, you may not really understand the, the depth of how damaging stress is to your body. But I always tell people, you know, when I'm working with clients, you know, there's outside stressors, right? There's um, stressors, there's traffic, there's financial stress, there's family stress, there's work stress. I mean, there's all kinds of stressors around us, right? And wow, I could do a whole, and I will, I'm gonna do a whole nother topic on that. And I kind of have because it's, you know, all stress is all how you perceive it in your mind. A lot of it, you know, it's what you think about it. Do you think, you know, do you allow it to be stressful? That's up to you. But anyway, that's for another day, okay? But a lot of us feel like a lot of those things or situations are out of our control, right? We can't control the situation. We can absolutely control our um, thoughts about it, our reactions to it. So that's one level. But, you know, when there's a lot going on, it can be stressful. But what we absolutely 100% have control over is the food stress, right? We have a choice about what we put into our bodies and whether or not we allow these, uh, again, I don't like to call it like food. A lot of it's not food. It's food-like substances, a lot of this processed stuff. If we're going to allow that in to stress the body, it's such a stressor. You know, when you put things in your body that doesn't recognize, it's like, what? What is this? <laughs> what is yellow number six or you know whatever or what what is this chemical this additive this what am I supposed to do with this yo you know but you don't really give your body a choice if you're putting it in there it has to deal with it so you know it will deal with it but it will come with a level of stress to the body and so we're walking around with this constant um sometimes it's like a low you know, chronic low-grade stress, and sometimes by the time we're feeling bad and our body is not acting, functioning appropriately, it is at a high level of stress, inner stress created by the foods that we eat, okay? So we have a lot of control over that. But, uh, you know, a lot of this, what the thing that, you know, I work with a lot of people in weight loss, when I became a nutritionist, that was not at all my goal. That was like, I'm not going to go into weight loss. But it's what people come to me for the most. Okay, now I get people that have all kinds of issues, autoimmune issues, you know, joint pain, migraines, digestive, just complete digestive, like a wreck in their digestive system. Can't sleep, just, you know, all kinds of things people come to me for. But um, and number one, it's it's weight. But let me just tell you something. <laughs> My approach to all of it is the exact same, right? the The foundation of how I help people, it doesn't matter if you know you have any of those things. 
whether you're overweight or you have joint pain. My approach is in the big, the like initial um, thing that we're going to work on, the foundations are the same. You can't jump over that. Everybody has to go through these foundations of what the body needs. And then sometimes people need extra tweaks, but for the most part, it's always the same approach to begin with. You got to get these foundations under control. But, you know, the weight loss thing, let me just tell you, your body is not about to let go of weight when it feels like it's in crisis mode, right? I mean, if it can't effectively use fat for fuel or it doesn't know what the heck kind of food, um, if any nutritious food at all is going to be coming in on the regular, you know, if you're swinging from one thing to the other, diet hopping, it is like, I don't know what she's going to do. You know, I have no idea what she's going to do. So it goes into this holding pattern. You know, it just kind of steps back just like we do with the wonky friend. We're just kind of stepping back a little bit, being cautious, having the backup plan. And that's what your, that's what your body's doing. It's just going to hold on to that weight. It's not keen to let it go when it doesn't know what it's about to happen, right? Um, because that fat is there to protect us. And again, our body is the structured in the same way with the same bodies that our ancestors did that lived in times of famine when it was, you know, very common to have in, um, some times of instability and in food supply. And so when your body feels like that now, in the same way it felt in the bodies back then, it does the same thing, right? It just wants to just slow things down, hold on to weight, not let anything go because it is trying to protect you, okay? Your fat is there to protect you. Honestly, I mean, it's like we're carrying around our own storage tank of energy, right? I mean, sadly, I know a lot of us are carrying on more storage than we want, you know, on the booty and the thighs and on our hips, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, your body really is, again, trying to be your friend, trying to protect you. Um, so you can't blame your body when you haven't exactly sent the signal that you're the friend that shows up and that your word is good, right? That you are consistent in feeding it what it needs or that you have trained it, sent it the signals to be able to be metabolically flexible where it can really easily, um, you know, switch back and forth between burning carbohydrates and burning fat as fuel. That metabolic flexi flexibility, like being that hybrid car that easily switches back and forth. Way too many people are just stuck in that sugar burning mode, can't access that fat burning. And that is scary for your body. You know, that really limits um, the storage um, availability. So I wanted to give you this, put this in your, in your mind, because we are moving into a new year soon. And this is when we all like, this is the time, right? We're like, this is the year. This is the year I'm going to do it. I'm going to do weight, lose the weight. I'm going to get healthy. I'm only going to eat nutritious foods. I'm going to, you know, exercise every single day. And we have all these big plans and, um, you know, things we're trying to decide how we're going to go about it. And I just want you um, to consider offering your body the ability to believe you. And, you know, first of all, that has to start with something that you believe that you can do long term. Okay. So when you're considering 
how you are going to go about um, transforming yourself, you know, becoming this, this new person that honors her body as the holy temple that it is. It's so important, right? We get out in the world and um, just be vibrant and just shine our lights and be healthy and whole. And it's just such a great way to live. And, and we have to honor our bodies to do that. So I know you're deciding what to do about that. But do you believe in your plan? Do you believe that you can do it long term? I think one of the gifts that God gave me is, well, it's a blurs, you know, the blessing and the curse is that I'm practical. Sometimes I'm too practical, overly practical. But it has been a gift in the sense that I, I can project out, I always have been able to project out long and be like, why would I even do that? Because like, in th- you know, three or six months when I don't want to do that anymore, then what am I going to do? You know, I can remember having that process with um, certain diets in the past um, and, you know, supplements and like, am I going to drink that shake for, you know, then the rest of my life or even three months or a year? Because when I stop doing that, then what, what am I going to replace that with? Like, what am I going to do? Like, am I willing to lay down the $40 a month to drink those? Am I going to pay for that? Am I going to give up this food for the rest of my life? Because if I'm not, um, then what am I, what's going to happen when I bring it back in? You know, and have to be really choosy about that. There's certain things that I have, you know, like, yeah, that's worth giving up for the long term for forever. You know, I haven't eaten gluten in years and years and years. That's something I'm like, I can live with that. Yes, I can give that up long term. But you have to think about that going in. You know, do you believe that you can do it? Now, I know some of you are like, I can't believe I could give up gluten for forever. Well, just don't start there. You can, you could. But start with the fact of just coming up with a basic plan that you can do long term that will serve you. Because if you don't, you're going to delay the inevitable of having to start over down the road with something new. And this is what creates this pattern of yo-yo dieting. You know, I think of, um, I had a client compare yo-yo dieting to like the Israelites, you know, wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. You know, we just wander in that wilderness of yo-yo dieting, trying so many different things instead of taking like the straight path to the promised land. You know, and that straight path doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be consistently moving forward, right? And so I want you to think about that. And I want you to know that I can help you with that. It's why I created Feast to Fast the way that it is, okay? I felt very bold when I just say that, y'all. I felt God calling me to be more bold as we move into the New New Year, I'm like, just not holding back, telling people like, I can help you. I did this thing that helps a lot of people and I have, and I'm just really excited about it. Um, You know, now that I have coaches that are um, teaching it, it's just more and more people are just, you know, messaging us with all of these wonderful results. And again, not only the weight loss, but all the other things. One of the clients in the last round was like, I can put my ring on for the first time in nine months because I'm so, like my inflammation has gone down so much, you know, and my joints are better and I can do that. I mean, that's just, that's like the tip of the iceberg. There are so many beautiful, wonderful results that occur from Feast to Fast because again, the foundation of what I do, whether I'm working with you as a one-on-one client 
or what we're doing in Feast of Fast, it's the same. It's all the same principles. It's things, it's things that are always going to apply to your body. Your body will always need real food the way God made it. Your body will always need water. Your body will always stay in sugar burning mode if you're giving it way too many carbohydrates out of proportion to healthy fats and proteins. That's not going to change, okay? And so those are things when you can get those foundations under your belt, that is what is sustainable. That's what works in the long term, okay? And so I invite you 100%. I'm like, can you, I just like want to jump out through this microphone into your room, <laughs> into your car, into wherever you are. And be like, hey, come on and give this a try if you haven't so far, okay? Feast of Fast is starting um, January 6th, but if you're listening to this later, so we're, we're moving into 2020, it's starting the first, um, the first Monday after the new year, January 6th of 2020, but if you're not listening to this in real time, I teach Feast of Fast five times a year because it is, again, it is a way that I can reach more people at one time because I, I'm teaching the same things, again, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or Feast of Fast. We're going to cover all of these things, okay? And it's really fun to do it in a group. So I invite you to, to join us, but if not, there's always rounds of Feast of Fasts happening. But what I want you to know is that Feast of Fast is a month-long program, but it's not over in a month. It's just that that's how long it takes me to teach you the principles of it and what we're doing and give you kind of the background of why, right? When you understand why you're doing something, like why your body is not being able to switch over into fat burning mode, that, that's knowledge that you have. I put it in a way that you can understand that. So you take that with you forever. You can't forget that. It's not going to change, right? So then you know. It just takes me that long to really explain it to you and then hold that space for you to apply it, right? Apply it, get through it, and then, then you just keep living it, living the life, right? Because it's something that you can do for forever. I am practical. Again, <laughs> I'm not going to jack around with things that I can't do long term, okay? And so it's something that you can do for forever, and it doesn't require you to count points and count, you know, log into my fitness pal every single day or, or count calories or do anything extreme. It doesn't require you to give up anything. You know, I'd love for you to give up weed and gluten, but you know, you don't have to. Um, once we get into the heck yeah weeks, you don't have to. If you want to bring that back in, that's your choice. You may not want to after you, you know, feel the way it affects you after you've had it out for a few weeks, but that's what it's all about. It's a lot of trial and error for what works for you. Okay, that's also something um, that you need to understand about your body is that there's not one exact right diet for everyone. You know, some people can handle rice and some people cannot. Some people can handle um, certain, you know, grains or sweets, certain kinds of sugar. Some people cannot, but that's going to be different from, you know, Mary to, to Anne. That's going to be different. They're not going to be the exact same. So I want you to really think about something for you that works for you that goes in the long term, okay? And if you want to come join us for Feast of Fast, it would be my absolute honor to have you. 
Um, if you want something that will sustain you in your body and in your mind and in your heart, we are here. We are here to do it. So come on, sister. Come on and join us. And make sure that no matter what you're choosing um, for the new year, for any time, when you're really, really ready, when you're ready to do this thing, you need to believe in what you're doing so that you can be consistent and show up in it you know, consistently moving forward so that your body will believe you. And then when you have done that, your body will start shedding the weight. It will start letting go of inflammation. It will start peeling off those toxic layers, you know, of what has your body has been holding onto for so long. And you'll really see the results because your body's like, okay, I believe it. I believe what she's doing. All right, my friend, I hope that you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.